Welcome to Bendy. Join your two favorite transatlantic weirdos, Andy from Ireland and Beth from the USA, as we take you on a journey through every topic imaginable with insight, vulnerability, and fart jokes, or in other words, the complete human experience. Hello, and welcome to Bendy, a podcast about being flexible in all of the ways that means. Thanks for joining us. My name is Andy Young, and I'm one of your visualized, nostalgic hosts. Joining me as always is our other visualized and nostalgic host, Beth Martin. Beth, a pleasure as always. What's the crack? <laughs> that was a tongue twister. Oh, I know. And I, like, I immediately was times. challenged. Yeah. Immediately <laughs> I was challenged. I'm glad I did my vocal warm-ups once again. Do you do, do you actually do vocal warm-ups? Uh, no, I know. I mean, not for no. the podcast. I should. But like, I, I, I do do them if I'm going to sing and things like that. Yeah, uh, a little bit. Like, uh-huh. I'll, I'll massage my jawline. I will, uh, you know, do ah, mouth wide. Exactly. Um, I do. I just do like testing for the actual yeah. like recording of it. So I do like testing one, two, three, and then I say, like, bad words, and then I <laughs> listen to myself on repeat saying those bad words, and nice. then I laugh. And it gets you in the headspace you need to be in for this basically, podcast. Basically. <laughs> so, the crack. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well... Yeah. Now I'm mixing up crack and a current. Okay, so crack is what's going on with you that you want with to talk me. about. And I can talk. Do you want me to talk about what my crack is? No, no, I got it. I got okay. it. I just mixed I mixed it up in my notes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which I'm embarrassed about because this is uh, episode 18. What the fuck, Beth? Um, so uh, my dog had surgery. Okay. That, wow, that's new. What, what? She cracked her tooth. Oh, you did tell me about this. Uh huh. Um, and so they and they were they weren't going to be able to get her in until like March, mm-hmm. and so I took her in for a, hair, a little doggy haircut the other day, and they were like, "We, you were just the person we want to talk to because we have an opening tomorrow nice. for her to get her tooth extraction and tooth cleaning." And I was like, "Cool." So, um. So she is in recovery. She had her, like, she, I guess dogs have, like, chewing teeth, kind of like we do. Mm-hmm. It's not a molar, but it's, like, it's got, it's bigger and it has ridges. And she, I don't know what she chewed into. She cracked the tooth. So I had to extract it, pull it out. And uh, she had, like, sutures. And she can't, so she has no dog toys. She hasn't been able to go for a walk for, like, four four days. And we have to wait, like, five for her to, like, but I think I might take her out today. Because mm-hmm. she's so, and then she can only eat wet food, which she's loving because she eats wet food like three times a day instead of like the dry gruel that I, I normally give her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's just so fucking bored because yeah. I didn't really realize like how much she plays with her doggy toys. Oh, yeah. Because they're always over the house, ha- they're all over the house, and I'm always like yeah. picking them up. And so there's nothing to pick up. And you can tell that she's just kind of like, What am I? St-? Like, she keeps like asking him to go outside. And like, I let her outside, and she just kind of like stands there and like looks around. And it's just kind of <laughs> like, What 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 am I supposed to be doing right now? So I guess I'll come back in. Yeah. I guess I'll come back in. I'm, yep. And then I want to go back out again. And then back in and out and in and out. So, um, so yeah, that's that's happening. And then, uh, Mike has uh, the dreaded man cold. <laughs> I know. Uh, so um, I think he'll make it. Mm-hmm. 
I hope so. So I've, yeah, we're, you know, I've implemented the Theraflu uh, tactic mm-hmm. and um, the empathy tactic and thermometer checks just to make him feel um, like uh, that he is, he, he, he's getting the he's care. He's taken seriously. He's getting the care level he needs for this sort of yeah. it's a very serious yes. situation. Yes, yes. It's true. It's true. Absolutely it's good. True. Good. So, yep. I'm glad you're taking this seriously. What's, Thank you. I am very, very seriously. <laughs> so what's the crack with you? Um, so what's the crack with me? So the, uh, uh, so, you know, I, we are pretty close to uh, associating the choir. We have a constitution put together now, which is exciting. What does that mean? So it is a set of rules, essentially. Um, okay. So basically to, and again, this is all. Like we, a, like a mission statement or kind of but also kind of like constitution means something different here i i think it's i know exactly what you mean and i don't think it's too dissimilar because it is a set of rules that like so basically you know we have to have meetings every now and again the in order for us to form we must have certain rules that are filled uh Mm -hmm. so it's got things that are you know what might cause the dissolution of the group what might cause it you know and, and those sorts of things in there essentially um the partner that I work with on this um, has got a template and she kind of changed it for our needs, basically, you know. That's so great. I was going to say I have a template for like a board. It's Yeah, yeah, that would be like, and that's exactly what we got, something like that. And it's, it's been great. So that's exciting. I also saw, um, I went to see The Beekeeper last night and it was. It was How was it? Um, I enjoyed it. But like, um, it's John Statham, right? Statham, yeah. So like, um, we call him we call him the guy because he's in everything. He Mike's like, everything. you know, the guy, the guy's in it. Yeah, the, the guy. And I'm like, oh, the guy. Yeah. Uh, I I came out of I described it to my friend as the most dad movie for dads ever, as in that like, you know, like, do uh, you know like the show Reacher? It's basically. Like um, a a lone badass comes in and sorts things out where dads can kind of like imprint themselves in that and go, you know, I could have had a background in the CIA. I could have been. A- <laughs> I could have. Had actually- I not? Yeah. Had I not been? It could could have been me. Eating. Could have been me. And the beekeeper <laughs> is exactly that. It's just that like this guy, this sort of badass, you know, um, who is a beekeeper, who is actually this like. Um, He's know, actually a beekeeper. Uh, he is actually a beekeeper, but. Beekeeper means something else as well in this movie, um. Okay. But it's it's like I have never seen, but and also like all the bad guys are like young, like tech bros, and like they're talking about crypto and they're on skateboards and the guy does yoga and everything, which is very much a sort of thing dads would be like, oh, bloody youth of today, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So it's a perfect enemy as well, you know, um. But it like it escalates to a point of ludicrousness. Like I don't think a single character in it was developed at all. Um, but it, I had a blast. You know, it was just like it was like it was very much, and even how it was shot, that sort of you know rich sort of like uh, light um, was like very kind of an eighty sort of nineties cheesy action movie. You know, and it was fun. But like. I had no idea what to expect. I didn't know whether it was an action movie or, or what or what. And it was just such a, at first I just could, didn't understand the tone. And then it was like something really daft happened. And I was like, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> this is, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm in, I'm ready, I'm ready yep. to rock. So I enjoyed, yep. I enjoyed yep. that a lot. We started, uh, 
Peaky Blinders. Oh, yeah? Finally. Finally. I still haven't seen it. Okay. Um, it's good. I think yeah. it's worth a watch. I, but I, it, it, it it's also, it's like, I can't tell if it's like the Irish have come over to England and they're like, yeah, it's it's a, the IRA is involved, and there's a lot of like I, I, that kind of stuff. I don't know, and I mean, like, what has put me off that show is that there's in the sort of wake of its success, there was a Belfast bar that rebranded as Peaky Blinders, and the guys all dressed up like that, and I fucking hate that shit <laughs> so much, <laughs> and it put me off both that bar and the show itself, unfortunately. Gotcha. Um, so, but I, I understand that like. Because um, people have said, some people have said, you know, like I, I've heard recommendations from, from some people. I know that there's like a couple of seasons where Cillian Murphy took over and. Uh, like directing? Kelly, uh, I think he ran the show for a couple of seasons. Oh, wow. So, like, he was involved with the story. He's a badass. He is, he's awesome. He's the best. He's really watchable. And he, he has excellent taste in music. Like, every now and again on Radio 6. He does like a two hour show and he just has great. Like, he was the one, I think I told you this before, you know that song, Old Note? Yes. The, the the folk song yes. it, it was yes. him that played it that really kind okay. of tr- connected with me um, yeah they're so playing he, a lot of Nick, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds nice I like mm-hmm. yeah he's great um, so yeah so um, that was uh, where, where, where where did we get on to we oh. were talking about how you're doing and you went to see the beekeeper and oh, then yeah. i was like i'm still watching things Piggy, too Piggy blinders yes that was it that was Piggy it yeah so I, yeah, I, yeah. I might do but like i i like the fact that each season is about you know six episodes long which is um manageable which whenever i see a show that's like four or five seasons and every season's like 20 episodes long and i'm just i just don't have the stamina for that anymore at all no so yeah no so yeah yeah and it's it's nice to find a show that like mike will watch yes and not be like, I'm going to, you know, yeah. look at car parts on my iPad <laughs> yeah. next to you. Yeah. That is good. <laughs> yeah. So that's... I that's... save I I murder for, uh, you know, when I'm folding laundry. That's <laughs> smart. The murdery yep. podcasts, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or documentaries about murder. Oh, which, nice. Yeah. Yes. So, okay. Uh, do we want to talk about... Do you have anything else to add? No, that's the crack with me life? this week. Okay. Good crack. Uh, good crack. Good crack. It is. A good crack works, yeah. Can I make a t-shirt that says, what's the crack? Sure. Okay. Um, all right. So, what's occurring? Sure. Yep. Yeah, so, speaking of shirts, mm-hmm. I just ordered the... So, I'm, I'm a merchaholic right now. I am making merchandise like there's no tomorrow so we have bags with a turnip we have shirts with a turnip (laughs) we have a tumbler with a turnip um and now i'm branching out beyond the turnip and i'm trying to think of other funny things that people would like to wear so (laughs) love it Uh uh-huh the store is open go to bendypodcast.com buy some stuff because um i'm having fun with it and my daughter is actually helping to uh, design some of it as well so she's nine yeah. It's great. And she did our logo as well, which is amazing. She did our logo. I know. That I was want... your idea. Uh, that's true. But it, she did a great job with it. She killed it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder long term, could we maybe get like uh, turn up like pillows or like turn up stuffed toys or things like I that? I was thinking. Uh, it's probably a stuffy. more elaborate project, but you know. Uh, yeah. But I wanted, I was thinking like 
I would do two versions. I would do the fun, cute one that I made for the t-shirt and then actual, like, the one based on the one the ones uh, in the Smithsonian Museum. Yes. They're quite terrifying. And then someone else, a friend of mine was like, check out what my mom made us make. Did mm-hmm. we talk about this already? The apples? Where you, like, so. carve, you carve a face in, the, in, the, in an apple yep. and then you let the apple, like, basically dry up and shrivel up and it makes... The most horror, horrifying, grotesque. Ooh, interesting. Apple faces. I'll send. I'll send it to you. I can um, see that. Uh, being... Yeah, it, it, it's terrifying. Yeah. And I was just like, "What the hell? Like, why?" She was like, "I don't know, but I'm still scarred for life." And I was like, "Well, that's the whole point of parenting, right?" Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so please check out our merch. Buy the merch, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that we can. Um, this is like our little podcast baby, yes. the little podcast that could, and I want to keep it rolling. We want to um, very handsome, strapping young And I'm out. trying to learn how to sell on Facebook and Insta, but it fucking sucks. And yeah. just go to the website and yeah. make my life easier, everyone. Please. Um, so um, we had a, a little video short go viral on YouTube mm-hmm. uh, about uh, you've got the touch, you've got the power from Transformers. from um, a previous episode and so someone mentioned that um, Dirk Diggler slash Mark Wahlberg uh, also has a connection to the Transformer movies Mm -hmm. so uh uh-huh and uh, so as well as Boogie Nights uh, so so J-Star 9J9PU thank you for that he also threw out a gauntlet to connect Marvel movies to Boogie Nights using only awesome mixtapes. <laughs> okay, interesting. I was like, I know, which is impossible, but he's funny, so or they're funny, whoever you are. I like it. J Star. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, for the laugh. Uh, so that's what I've got for the crack. Love it. Or uh, sorry. What's occurring? occurring? So, the one the thing that I wanted to bring up in terms of what's occurring this week was um, so Beth. And this is something, like, we've touched upon in terms of, like, um, you know, I'm always, like, you know, am I Irish? Am I Northern Irish? Am I whatever? But Beth sent me, like, a sort of uh, graph or a... It was a Venn diagram. Venn diagram, thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Of uh-huh. how to categorize, like, both the United Kingdom, both Great Britain, both the British Isles. And it is a nightmare. So I think we should include that with this episode so people can kind of see... Just like for people who don't understand just how complex it is, it actually is because like, you know, um, in Northern Ireland, you'd think, are we part of the United Kingdom? No, no. And even on our passports, oh, my passport was here. The passport says United Kingdom and Northern Ireland. Right. <laughs> I know. Uh, I sent it to you and I was like, is this accurate? And I was like, yeah. Confusing as it's confusing as hell. And you were like, yes, no, this is why I'm always like hedging what I'm saying. Yeah. And uh, it's like at the center of the Venn diagram is Northern Ireland. Yeah, that's true. We are we are all over the shop. And like, I, and I was thinking, even looking at that, I was like, that's not even taken into account the Commonwealth as well, like the British Commonwealth, which is a whole other nightmare, like, you know. So, yeah. So, I mean, and, and the other thing about it is that I don't really, you know, particularly feel any strong association to any sort of nationality either, you know. But, you know, people like you to be identified, you know, thusly so i can understand but uh, also for my own amusement i will constantly change what i am at nationality wise <laughs> so watch out 
<laughs> which Andy will you get today? Which Andy will you get today? Which passport will he have on him at the time? How many? So how many passports do you have? Two. Huh. Right. Pretty okay. fancy. I know. Fancy. And you're like, oh, it's just sitting on my desk. Exactly. It's just like whatever. Uh, because it's sitting on my desk. Because I, I, I'll no, I'll do an update on this. Whatever it happens. So. My sister and I are taking my mom to Harry Potter World in February. Yeah. Where? What country? It's in England. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. 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 Did you go to the one here? I don't think so. No. Like, you here's the thing. Know. I'm not, I'm not like a big Harry. I don't mind Harry Potter. It's, it's fine. I never read the books. I've seen a chunk of the movies. But, like, I was never big, big into it. But my sister and my mom are. And I was like, yeah, I'm I'll go. So, sure. So disappointed in you. <laughs> my absolute favorite thing about um, harry potter hands down is telling harry potter fans what house i am because they're always like because so my the, i've had to take a test you're griffin you're I'm griffin door yeah i am and every time you tell people that you're griffin door they go oh of course you are <laughs> <laughs> and it makes me very happy every time oh of course you're griffin door it's, it's, <laughs> it's my favorite reaction to things I am also Gryffindor. Yeah. I know my Patronus. Oh, you do you? Uh, yeah, you can like go to the website I've and take done all these that tests. Before. <gasps> I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm like a white. Uh, I'm like a Siberian house cat or something. Yeah. I I feel like mine was like I did I have done it before. I know you mentioned it, and I, I feel like mine was a mink or something like that. It was some pretty. You know. You were like I want to stag right yeah yeah it or was like some sort something. of like I, I don't even i don't even need like a stag or a wolf or something like that but like not something that is actual vermin you know or no maybe it's not <laughs> i don't want to say uh, that in case i get in trouble i mean i think a mink is like in the rodent family yeah i think so i think so so i think i'd rather not have a rat of the rat for you know variety so right, but you know right. maybe i'm just being picky i should just embrace it and they were like that's it, Harry Potter, I'm done. Because... That's it, yeah. You're dead to me because you've <laughs> maligned me so, as such. I worked at a, a, at an, as a teacher's assistant for six years, and that was like during the Harry Potter, like beginning of Harry Potter, and it was so fascinating to see the, like we would have kids, because part of my job was to like go to the library and like, at the little library at the school, and like we reshelve all the books, and the number of kids that were in, excited to read this book series and it was it, it went from like no one wanted to read books to like everyone wanted to yeah. read books and we had to order copies there weren't enough copies um and yeah i have a lot of harry potter stories it, it's can, that that's its own topic let's do we can do harry potter episode like hey yep. let's do let's do that when i come back we can have a harry potter episode mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. it's it's interesting so when are you going uh, like really soon, in a couple of weeks, so we can okay. we can get one of the books. Um, the uh, um, yeah, because it's like um, one of the top ten best selling books ever, like including the Bible, including Lord of the Rings, which is staggering. And I mean, like I'm all in favor of things that just get people to read books. Because I remember even like whenever Fifty Shades of Grey was going through its thing, and everybody was like, oh, is this good? Oh, is it good that this is what people are reading? It's like... Like, just read it. Let people... Yeah, let people read stuff. People are reading, that's good, you know? So, like, who, who really cares what, you know? I mean, 
Uh, I don't really know the content. Uh, I don't really know the content of that like, book, so don't I'll be, be reading Mein Kampf. Yeah, I don't read Mein Kampf. Yeah, let's let's knock that in the head. But apart from that, <laughs> it's mostly good. Like ninety nine percent of it's fine, I guess. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a Lord of the Rings fan. I my mom read them to me, which is the more I think about it, it was such a task oh. as a kid, you know. So wow. I think I had an attachment to it that way, and she read The Hobbit to me and stuff. Uh, I think maybe she read The Hobbit to me and I read Lord of the Rings, but that's why those books were really important to me, you know. Yeah, just shit all over that. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I can still I can still go I can still acknowledge that they're like, you know, it's a it's a it's a clunky read it really is and it's all over the map but it's like are you ready for a really controversial opinion and this could segue into our movies it's like okay. i'm a, i'm a star wars fan but i think the vast majority of star wars content's bad you know it's the same story and to its detriment because they're like well i guess this is what the fans want and it's like they just no. keep building another death star yes oh don't and blowing up a planet i, I mean yeah and now it's a family joke where we're like something's happening and they're building like a galactic da 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 and like we start inserting the word again into like whatever they're doing as they're as the credits are coming or the intro credits are like sliding up the the screen because it was i think like basically palpatine being back was explained it's like somehow he has returned and it's like that's the explanation we're getting somehow thanks guys yeah anyway blame the metaverse anyway this is the perfect segue into our topic of uh, this week's uh, podcast, which is the movies that made us. Is that what we're calling it? That's what we're calling okay. it. Movies that, I love it. Movies that made us. Um, some of mine are weird. I made it. Oh, some. Yeah, me too. Uh, some, like, I may have lifted that, but who, who knows? Uh, I feel like I've heard that somewhere before, but it's relevant to this. And it's relevant to the subject we're talking about, which is. Sorry, excuse me. It, which is our. The, music, the movies that we saw as like a kid or as teenagers that really kind of made an impact on us, um, you know, probably informed our tastes to this day. Mm-hmm. So, um, do you have any you want to lead off with, Beth, or anything you want to, like maybe, do you have a memory of a movie, maybe the first movie you saw or anything like that? Oh, I remember seeing Bambi in the movie theater. Oh, and, wow. Uh crying and leaving yeah absolutely (laughs) i think it was when bambi's mother died and i was just like what and yeah left crying the same thing happened with dances with wolves (laughs) once they shot the wolf and the horse i was like fuck this and left the um uh, it's interesting like and I think that's a really interesting thing in terms of like how movies have changed and how like sanitized and stuff they are it's like when well, you can't shoot you know that sort of stuff to kids anymore and it's like well why and I mean like even though it was traumatizing it was a it does kind of prepare you for what's to come but like I feel like there's a time very much so when it was like if a movie was a a, a cartoon it was like oh it's for kids then and there was some with like really kind of like so the one for me, Bambi, I remember seeing Bambi and being like, whoa. But the one that really sticks in my head is a movie called Watership Down. I never saw, I read the book, but I never saw the movie. It was really whoa, intense. Yeah. Very grown up themes. Very grown up themes. Yeah. Very, very grown up themes. Uh, but with rabbits. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but with bunnies. Yeah. 
Um, so like it was um, that's the one that really stuck with me in terms of me going whoa what is this and, like you know really kind of like having an impact on me as, as, a, as a kid in that way mm-hmm. do you have any movies where you actually like were able to like go to the place that it was filmed or like had some sort of like personal attachment <sighs> not so much and like only in recent years, to my knowledge, have things like okay. properly been filmed here, you know, uh, with Game of Thrones and everything, and us having a proper film studio. So, not really so much, no. Is, has that been your experience with something? Yes. Okay. Thanks for asking, Andy. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, so, the Goonies. Yes. Uh huh. Um, I'm a Goonie. I know you're a Goonie. Mm-hmm. Like, I still. Uh, think of myself as a Goonie and I'm like 43 or 44 years old mm-hmm. and I'm proud of it. I wear it like I don't know, a badge uh, of honor on my heart. Sure. Uh-huh. But it was filmed in Oregon. Oh, in wow. A little town called Astoria and I should have taken you there because you can actually the Goonies house is still there. Is it far from Portland? It's like, Portland? no, it's like maybe like an hour and a half. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously, like, some of it was filmed on, like, this part of the beach. Some of it was filmed on, like, Cannon Beach versus Astoria, like, Haystack Rock. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, two hours drive apart. But the majority of it was filmed, yeah, in this little little town of Astoria. And it's so awesome to see, like, and I remember, like, we, wa- you're allowed to walk up to the Goonies house. Someone actually lives there and it was up it's up for sale every so often and someone buys it and like you buy the house knowing that you're gonna get all these Goonies fans that are like gonna come up and like now take selfies um but yeah the house is still there and the it's, bank is still there and that's not yeah it's the quite historical society where his dad worked is still there it's it's all still there that's nice like because yeah. I, I, I think I've even I've heard the name when you said a story it sounded familiar um, so yeah, I guess the town itself is quite famous. I, th- I think I'm almost certain I've like even like there was a podcast um, I listened to a, little, a while ago called um, I was there too, and it was the guy uh, interviewed like background extras in films, um, prominent background extras in films, and I feel like they may have touched on that because a lot of this sounds quite familiar. They filmed a lot of movies there. Kindergarten yeah. Cop was filmed there. Okay. End of the Wild was filmed there. I mean, there's, I could go on and on. It's just, it's a, it's just, it's kind of like every town on the beach, on yeah, the coast, yeah, right? Yeah, so it's useful, yeah, mm-hmm. fill in for a lot of things. It, yeah. It's interesting um, that you talk about that because, uh, or it, I, I'm going to talk, talk about a recent film where that happened with me, which was, um, I went to see uh, Transformers Rise of the Beasts last year. I, like, I just forgive me whoever's listening I went to see it because I had a free movie pass and I was just like whatever and it was not great but it was it was fine but was Mark Wahlberg in it? no this is a reset basically back to the like the 80s all this so it's like there was a Bumblebee movie with uh, mm-hmm. Haley Steinfeld and it's kind of tying it all back then so it's like set in the past so it's like the Transformers are first on earth or whatever but do they do that? I you know what I hate about the Transformer movies mm-hmm. is they the speed at which they transform, as opposed to the speed at which they transformed when we were kids. Sure, 
and Which, you had the toy in front of you or like the cartoon where they were like ka-chunk ka-chunk yeah. ka-chunk right i want it i want more ka-chunk i that's a good question it does feel more like the toys this time right okay. so right. Uh, but i uh, it was better than a lot of the mainline transformer movies i've seen but that's not saying much because most of them are pretty terrible i think but in this movie they were in cusco which is where i was dropped in free and um they have there's a big parade in the square which i took a photo of the one it was empty and uh, near the end there's like a bit of a chase where like i think optimus prime is being chased or is chasing uh, who knows and they go up this street and at the top of that street was where the hostel, the that, hostel. I, that I was staying in was yeah which uh-huh. is nuts to say it was real I just didn't expect that to be in there so it was kind of quite quite a, a, a you know touch I just, reality I just followed you back on YouTube mm-hmm. from our Bendy channel and I I don't think I was following you or, or like I so I saw all of your like the Peru videos. Your Peru videos. Have you not seen them before? Time. Well, I have because uh-huh. you were posting them. Oh, I did. You're sending sending them, but like the t- titles of them are so funny. Oh yeah, they're so funny. You're just so funny. <laughs> Thank you. So okay, mm-hmm. um, comedy movie that you were like, oh, this is, this is this is what funny movies are like. like um, I mean, I loved, um, I think I might have mentioned this before in our Christmas episode, but Scrooge, I remember going to see Scrooge as a kid and, and loving it. It just really, I, and I, I, in recent years I've watched it and the amount of jokes that I didn't get, but I still really liked Bill Murray and I really liked his sort of vibe. So like, mm-hmm. that's the one that I remember seeing in the cinema. Like, I think I was maybe a little bit older then, cause I feel like I didn't watch a ton of movies until I was maybe, um, getting into like maybe like 10 11 12 and then i really started getting into them in a major way um but i, I have such a strong memory saying scrooge which i think is what uh late 80 so i would have still only been about 10 or so then um yeah. i'm loving it absolutely loving it It was probably yeah. wasn't you know completely appropriate for my age but back then it didn't really matter <laughs> you know yeah I uh, also watched a lot of movies that were not age appropriate mm-hmm. Like my dad would buy VHS tapes and of all sorts of movies yes. and then be like, "Whatever you do, don't watch Altered States." Sure, it's a good idea, right? Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, "Okay," so he would leave, and then I would watch Altered States and be like, <laughs> "Oh, sensory deprivation tank, drugs, eating a goat, yeah. <laughs> running naked." What that movie's intense, like it really it is, is intense. It I- is intense. <laughs> So, I think I was like 10 or 11 when I watched that for the first time. Because, and, and that's the thing, isn't it? Because like back then it was like, you know, you would have a selection of VHS tapes and those were the movies that you watched. So you would end up watching them again and again and again. Because well, we didn't have cable. Yeah. So this is, what can you do? Yeah, I mean like, we, like and you know, and for us in the UK, it's like, you only had the four channels, you know? So it was just, there's just, there's a lot of time there wasn't much of interest on. So um, instead, I would I remember we had. Uh, so this must be later on, getting into the nineties. Um, we had Demolition Man, which I was obsessed with. Uh, uh-huh. Sylvester Sloan one. I also we also had a copy of Falling Down. You know the Michael Douglas movie. <gasps> oh yeah. my god! Uh huh. It's a great one. Uh-huh. And I watched I remember that a lot. Watching that in high school, watching it over and over. I haven't seen it in so long. I totally need to watch it. I rewatched it a few years back, and it was still pretty great. Does it still hold up? Mm. 
I think so. It was definitely okay. worth a worth look. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, but it was and it, it was such an interesting thing because then I we probably had other VHSs. I'm sure we did, but those two in particular were ones that I probably wore the tape out. Like I I, I watched them so much, and like I'm sure I was watching Fallen Down. I think it was an eighteen, and I'm sure I was watching yeah. it well before then. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember watching it in high school for the first time, so like I was fourteen or fifteen, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna I I grew up um, on a lot of silent films. Mm-hmm. So like Buster Keaton, nice Charlie Chaplin movies. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was a history professor and also like a super movie buff, and he was like, "Well, if you're gonna start watching movies, like you need to start at the beginning." And like, so I watched every Buster Keaton movie, nice. wow, every Charlie Chaplin movie. With the music and the, you know, um, and then that translated into watching Singing in the Rain and, like, the transition of movies going from silent pictures to talking pictures. Um, And I still, I haven't really watched them recently, Mm -hmm. but I have fond memories of, like, sitting there and reading the screen and, you know. That's, I mean, because, like, I remember, I don't think I really had a great movie education in that way. It was just kind of, like, I, and I but I, because I, I do remember, like, in my teenage years, being excited about stuff, like, really starting to get into it. And we have, I think it's famous in the U.S. as well, we have, like, Empire Film Magazine buying it regularly and mm-hmm. having a pretty good idea about what was coming out and what was, uh, you know, figuring out what my interests and stuff were. Mm-hmm. But, like, I... Uh, I only in recent years, um, so there's a, a movie podcast I listen to called Blank Check, and the setup for their show is that they watch all the movies in the career of certain directors, and the sort of idea is that um, these uh, directors make something big, and they're then given a series of blank checks or a blank check to create whatever they want, and it's like... So it's these weird, weird, wonderful roller coasters of people's careers. Like they did Sam Raimi, which was really interesting. I love Sam Raimi. So did I. And it was mm-hmm. such a good. It was just, like there was loads of stuff, his stuff that I hadn't really. And it like in theory, my plan was always to kind of watch the films as I go, and I sometimes watch some of them. But they did Buster Keaton, and I had never watched a Buster Keaton before, and watched a few of them, and they were so good. I can't remember yeah. the one that I really loved. I'm trying. I'm gonna try to remember the name of it but there was um he was like working in this theater like uh, he was cleaning the theater up and he had there's like a, a dream sequence where he steps into the movie and stuff like that i'll, I'll find out but it was yeah. really wonderful because i was like i don't yeah. know whether this is going to be like you know the language of films back then can make them a bit difficult to watch because you know all of our attention spans are decimated you know yes but, completely like they were great they were still so good and he was so uh, you, you could you know he really drew your eyes to the screen mm-hmm. yeah and uh it's interesting too because you can see like how those p- early pictures shaped everything else that came after Very like awesome. oh i recognize that or oh that's where like that's where that came from that's where that came from and like the idea of like not breaking the fourth wall but like going like going into something like that you know and then you're like oh that's like the wizard of oz and very much so and they were like really breaking new ground there as well which is so Mm -hmm. interesting Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think... And there were actually a lot of silent movies that were filmed. I did a project, like, seventh grade, Mm -hmm. so middle school, um, about the history of silent movies in the state of Oregon. Nice. (laughs) So I was, like, going to the Oregon Historical Society and, like, interviewing, you know, people that had worked on the silent films, and it was, it was, it was interesting. Yeah. I'm a big nerd. I love it. That's great. I think it's, I think... It's such. Yeah, I think you would love that podcast. By the way, I think you would find it very okay. interesting. I like what was great about that is they went into like you know his. They went, you, said, you call it blank check. Blank check. Yeah, like so. Like with with, uh, Buster Keaton, they talked about um his, uh like his personal life around these films and how it shaped various things and why and why certain thing projects turned out the way they did. It was it was very interesting. Um, but yeah, and it's but like I mean, so they had a podcast where they do homework and like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, hey, hey, they have a re- they have a researcher, so they don't even have to do that. Okay. They, they, they come in and have a dossier. They're like, them. all right, yeah. thanks, Doug. That's what we need. So, yeah, we're... We need a Doug. And, and we do need a Doug. We're interviewing for a researcher. <laughs> Let us know, people. Please. Um, Please. The author, like, because uh, we started talking about um, animated movies earlier on I, I want before we like could get completely far away from that i have wanted to touch on two i have mentioned these before um two that were really kind of resonant with me one uh another one that was like kind of so there's you know the snowman the animated thing no okay oh yeah i do right? it's no. like a okay, is it claymation yeah. no it's an animated thing it's like a very specific style of animation, but it's like mostly, um, as as my memory of it is mostly like this sort of uh, choral sort of song, and this snowman taking a boy and they're flying through the sky and stuff like that. Never seen it. It was really important in the UK. It was like uh, certainly whenever I was a kid. Um, but the, I think it was the same creator, either the same um, animator or the same kind of writer, had done this other story called When the Wind Blows, and. Mm-hmm. It's about this like elderly couple who live, and it's like so sweet on the surface, and again animated, so it must be for kids. And it's about this elderly couple who, uh, live in the live in the, in the countryside, and they're having this like nice idyllic idyllic life, and then uh, there's a nuclear attack, and it's them. I sort of, I know. What the fuck? <laughs> right? Can you imagine what that was like as a kid? I was like, what is this? This is wild. So it's um and. It's 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 really kind of bittersweet and, and but it, at the time my brain just did not know what to make of it you know it's very interesting. The other one and the thing that has shaped my life and also affects how I like process animated films from here until forever was an American Tale. I know we've talked about this in the oh, podcast before, we have. Mm-hmm. and. Um, I think just because I felt you know oh woe was me I'm a poor boy who nobody understands so whenever like Fievel was going when he was lost um, that really resonated with me and I still remember like singing that song and crying <laughs> afterwards because it was just felt so um, uh, it, it really felt in touch with uh, where I was at at that time you know and it's why to this day uh, animated movies will make me cry the slightest bit of emotion I will like, I'll be a, a blubbering mess I still I cry I cry all the time yeah like watching movies with the kids I'm just like you know especially as an adult now and you really see the deeper meaning and yes. how it you know how we see ourselves with 
within the characters and oh I just oh little Andy I know I know oh little Andy I know I mean like I'm not that dissimilar <laughs> but like you know a little a little uh, but that's so yes yeah, sorry just to, to go back to that, that these were there were all the ones that were kind of important to me as a kid certainly anyway uh, are there before we get because like I want to maybe talk a little bit about you know films that were important to us as we got older I think we've sort of touched on that a bit but were there any other movies like as a kid that were kind of that resonate with you or like have stayed with you oh um I mean I'm gonna say Steven Spielberg yeah everything sure so like E.T. Close Encounters yeah E.T. Close Encounters was huge yep. like what like da 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 like yeah. what like I couldn't even and like um I still reference the mashed potatoes uh oh yes I had that he built the smokestack yeah, yeah whatever the name of I can't remember the devil, I think it was the devil's tar I think it's the devil's tar. tar yeah yeah so good like this is important this means something um I just want to back up to Sam Raimi sure and just talk about his friendship with Bruce Campbell have we talked about this before uh, no, I don't think so. So they did Evil Dead and Army of Darkness yes. together. And they're like such good friends. Yes. That if you watch any Sam Raimi movie, there's always a Bruce Campbell. Oh, yes. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, like he, uh, he, like he appears as, you know, the ringmaster at the wrestling yes. tournament. And Spider-Man. Like, yeah. He's the ticket taker. Yeah. He is. So yeah. Like, oh, he won't Bruce let Peter Campbell. Parker in. Yeah. He's yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. Because he was in... Um, because uh, Sam Raimi did the most recent Doctor Strange movie, mm-hmm. and uh, Bruce Campbell was in it as this like uh, uh, a, a guy who sold these pizza pops and called himself the Pizza Popper. I don't know yep. if you've seen it. <laughs> it was great. I did. <laughs> I love Doctor Strange. Uh, so I I'm I'm like all over the place. Um, it's fun. I will yeah. So anything Steven Spielberg like yep. just amazing. Um, I will say. Probably the one that I that has stuck with me that I just like love 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 is Wayne's World. Sure, it's a great one. Yeah, and that kind of sh- it like started shaping my sense of humor a little bit, mm-hmm. and like I'll watch it once a year, and it's still like one of the funniest things I've ever seen, and I quote it all the time. Yeah, I'm that I'm that person. <laughs> <laughs> like, sure, monkeys might fly out of my butt. Sure, you know, like so oh, good, the Murph Mobile. I know, right. Uh, I mean, it's even things like uh, um, the the girl he's dating and um, she buys him a gun rack as a present. What am I going to do? I don't, I don't own know. a gun, uh, never gun. mind many <laughs> guns. <laughs> they wouldn't necessitate an entire rack. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's too good. Uh, so, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a cracker. I, yeah, I, I wonder if I say a bit later on. I don't know, but I remember adoring that too. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 interesting because there's ones that people will point out to me and I'll be like, Oh yeah, I really love that, but they just haven't had that stamp power in my brain compared mm-hmm. to other things, you know? Mm-hmm. It's funny. I have one more for you. Go for it. Beetlejuice. Yeah. You know, I didn't see it until a bit later on either, but it's it's great. Uh-huh. So the kids love it and it's so they're they're making another one. I've heard this. And I'm so excited. And I know they made it into a musical, but like the original is just so weird and good. And like, what a concept. And like, how did he come up? Who came up with that idea? And, it's true. you know, sandworms and 
then I yeah. always go back to Dune, Dune right? That's right? And then we go tre- to Tremors because sandworms, right? Yes, it's straight. <laughs> the, the classic but, monster. It's right. But I would say I would say those are probably the ones that are like I still have the DVDs. Like I, I went from VHS and then like bought them on DVDs and like when the power goes out or yeah. like the internet's slow, then I'm like, Do you guys wanna watch Wayne's World or Beetlejuice? And they don't quite get the kids don't quite get Wayne's World. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like sucking on a jelly donut with a straw. <laughs> Sorry. So Love gross. It. Stan Makita's donuts and the guy's up 24 hours a day who's like the donut guy. So and he's from Married with Children. Anyways. I, I, um, I could go on about Wayne's World. I think like that I could just talk about it. It, I it, could just speak you the whole movie, and I'm not going to do that. It is a, but it's it's it is a you know it's an all time classic. As I think it's that way for you know it, it's you're just right to love that film because it's fantastic. Yeah. It's yeah. as I don't know why um, it's from I, I think at the beginning of my sort of like love for superheroes as well. I don't know why this occurred to me as you were talking. It was like yeah. the the Tim Burton Batman. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's the best. Loved one. Loved it. And, so and good. Batman Returns. Both of them were just like this is exactly my shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like, not at that point, Michael Keaton had only really been doing like comedy movies, yeah. like night shift. And, um, which if you haven't seen, it's just, super of course. Fun, you should, yeah. 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 And for, to pick him for Batman, it was like, not a choice that like anyone expected, but he, yeah. like, to me, he's, he's, he's the Batman, but like, he is Batman. Um, like, I mean, then you've got, like, Robert Pattinson doing it, like, in recent years. Nobody, like, ten years ago, everybody had been like, what, Robert Pattinson doing it? And he was great. He did a great job. Like, you know, he really yeah. did. Yeah. Um, All that black eye makeup. Oh, it's so emo. I mean, that's exactly <laughs> what Batman should be. And I, I remember seeing how angry it made some people. Like, oh, Batman wouldn't work dark eye makeup. And he's like, of course he, of course he would. That's he's the part of the costume he always does. He's wearing a costume. Yeah. Uh, it's so fine. Um... <laughs> But yeah, it was, it was another cracker. I, the other thing I wanted to ask was, because um, like I suppose, you know, certainly as I got older and I got more aware of movies and let's say my taste and I was reading magazines and things like that, I was then like anticipating films and I was also then starting to like be annoyed that I couldn't see certain films because of the age rating. Was there, so I guess my question is, was there things that you were excited for as a teenager that you didn't get to see or were there things that you maybe sneaked into that uh, you maybe shouldn't have gone to see? It's em- it's embarrassing to say, but yes, um, I snuck into Interview with a Vampire. Ooh. That's a good movie. <laughs> I, well, it was, I mean, is I it though? I, well, I recall enjoying it. I don't know whether it's it holds up, but I, I recall enjoying it. Yeah, and I, I was like, it was the first time I was allowed to go to the movie theater with boys. Ooh. Sorry, the dog is working in the background. That's right. um, and so, like, I was too embarrassed to, like, go to the bathroom because mm-hmm. I was, like, 17 or 16. I was sheltered. Uh, I was a sheltered teen. But uh, so I held, I held it. And, like, then I had to get a ride home, right? And it was like they dropped off everybody else before me. Oh, no. So you needed to pee so the whole just, time? Like, they had to pee so oh, wow. fucking bad. That's what I remember is like interview with the vampire having to pee so bad. And like, yeah, we did. We, we totally snuck in and like we were like convinced. that so, so we sat in the front row 
we were convinced that they were gonna like come and like try and check our IDs and like kick us out. Like no one cared. No one cared. Yeah, this is the thing they, at all. They just yeah. couldn't give a shit. And I mean, like they couldn't give a shit. Pretty quickly, when I was about sixteen or so, I figured out the, the places that were didn't really care, and I could get into see eighteen films. So, um, mm-hmm. so like. <clears throat> For me, the ones that I was really excited for and I got in to see them all and really kind of were formative for me in terms of like my taste in movies and stuff was Pulp Fiction. That was a big mm. deal. Because yep. I think I was 16 when it came out. I got in to see that. Uh, seven. Um, which that I, was, I remember watching that at a friend's house on Laserdiscs. Nice. Yeah. Laserdiscs. Hard to uh-huh. play. Um, uh-huh. It was another really intense one, but I remember it really staying with me. On... I still watch that once a year. <clears throat> oh, really? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it for it, a long it holds, time. It totally holds up. I believe it. Yeah, if you want to go somewhere dark, watch that movie again, because My... it's it's really good. That podcast really I was good. talking about just at David Fincher as well, so it's mm. a good excuse me to. Anyway, so yep. um, the other one was Transport, which really kind of yeah. was just such a sort of powerful movie at that age. Because, yes. you know, although it was about drugs, it was also about, you know, being a teenager and figuring out what yeah. life was as an adult, you know, so yeah. it really stayed with me. Shitting in your girlfriend's bed and then having... That seems so <laughs> gross it's and amazing at so the same time. so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so good. Um, I'll say another one that I wasn't... My dad was like, don't watch this. Okay, I'm leaving now. Um... And he held on to that this one for probably till I was in high school, but it was a Clockwork Orange. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That'll fuck a kid up. So, did you know? <laughs> okay, so this is actually it opens up a whole interesting subject, which if you talk about, I I, I can only talk about it because I haven't researched this. But there was a there was a, for a long time. Come on, a, Doug. There was certain film. <laughs> there were certain films in the uk that were deemed as video nasties and were not allowed to be shown anywhere like at all uh, and uh, or uh, clockwork orange was one of those films uh-huh. so and like so was i think the first evil dead and things like that so like basically i don't think you could walk watch clockwork orange in the uk until the mid 90s i think something wow. like that um at least legally anyway so it was such a sort of you know wow what is this thing you know holy shit as was Evil Dead, I remember, but like, <clears throat> you know, then you kind of see Clockwork Orange and you're like, oh, okay, because like, it's it's coming off the back of so much hype and so much, and like, don't get me wrong, that's an extreme movie and it's got a lot of like, sort of um, weird kind of nasty shit in there, but like, you know, I think once you'd seen things like, you know, Seven and stuff like that, and you know, other stuff that it was like, you were kind of a bit more desensitized to it. You were like, why? Yeah, because it was like, in the 70s, what was subversive then, you know, it kind of, you know, becomes less subversive, so it just didn't seem quite as much of a sort of hammer blow as I was expecting. I was really kind of excited to see this really kind of crazy, uh, crazy movie, and it was a wee bit, wee bit disappointing. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I, I haven't watched it. It's been... I mean, it's probably been 20 years. Mm. Just I, I probably watched it like five times and I was like, okay, like I get it. I think it was a book before it was a movie. I'm not actually yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, and Kubrick is just... He's the master. We Well, it, of weird, like uncomfortable... Straight. <laughs> ...things. Um, and like, yeah. I, you know, The Shining and... 
I, I, I haven't, you know, I haven't seen Eyes Wide Shut. And I need you know, to... neither have I, and I keep meaning okay. to. Yeah, it's. Maybe it's, that will be a minisode. We can do a minisode than that, yeah. Uh, I only recently watched Barry Lyndon. And, oh, yeah. Uh, that's, that's a good one. That's such a, like, as I was, like, watching it, and I, I really. That was, like, a two, it was a two VHS. It, it was, because it was, like, yeah. three, hour, four, three hours long. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I went in knowing very little about it, and then it was, like, 10, 15 minutes in, and I was, like, oh. This is set in Ireland, or at least. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's an Irish accent that, um, what's he called? Uh, the main guy, Ryan O'Neill, is trying to do an Irish yeah, accent. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, interesting. Um, but it was great. It was great fun. It really was. It was really kind of daft and kind of uh, very entertaining. So I, I was I was glad to finally get around to watching it. Um, but there's a few other Kubrick ones I have not got around to, and I really kind of, they're on my list. They're on my list. Once of you know, watch all the Harry Potters again, of course, in preparation for right. the trip. You do all all of them, all of and them. they split the Deathly Hallows into <sighs> two. <laughs> it's not work for a week. And just watch Harry Potter yeah. movies. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're gonna love. It. You're gonna love it. Yeah. It's really cool. It's uh, really cool. Buy uh, a wand. Do the spell. Oh yeah, I'll have a blast, and you know I'm fully yeah. engaged with all the kind of nonsense. I like do. I, you I know. Do. Um, the other one that I didn't mention um, was. Clerks was really important <gasps> for me. You're like hitting. I'm like I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Yeah. These are like all of these were as equally as influential. Like Clerks, Small Rats, like oh, Kevin Smith, yeah. anything Kevin Smith. Yeah. Have you ever seen him? Uh, any of his like live performance recordings? Yeah, he's so good. They are fucking incredible. Like I think it's his some of his best stuff. I remember like being like I think I have went off the boil with him in recent years I, he's fine I don't have a problem with him but a lot of his like recent movie projects and stuff I'm just like meh but I remember like everything he touched I was so enamored with back then yeah so like I loved Clerks I like quote like everything about it yeah Jay and Silent Bob like I still what uh what's Jay's real name oh shit I do. I know. Jason Mewes. Yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. I follow him, and like he's a dad now, and he's got Good. two kids. But he's still like, like they call each other. They're like hetero life partners. Nice. Like they're they're just they're still. That's good. Because I knew that I yeah. remember, like, because say when I was really into them, like he struggled for a long time, and Kevin Smith yeah, was like helping him out. Yeah. Like that was like that was a con. He's he's sober now, but I know that that was like a whole. Whole saga thing. in his life, yeah, yeah, no. yeah. But it was, but, yeah. Kevin was like always there for him, and was just like, "Dude, come live with me," you know, like, yeah, sort your shit, get you in rehab, let's make another movie. Yeah, good mom. Do something to do. Yep. <laughs> I wonder how many of Kevin Smith's movies are were just like giving Jason Mewes something to do, so they don't do drugs. <laughs> oh, why not? Like, that's a good reason to. If you can, I if know. you have the resources to do that for your friend, why right, not? You know, right, right, right. Um, but yeah, that yeah. was that was you're huge. hitting some you're hitting some good ones. Yeah, that was a huge one for me, and I I remember buying the VHS for that and like having to like import it because it wasn't like super available in the UK and it just w- watching that again, and again, and again as well. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just have to drop one that I still love so much, um, Terminator Two. Oh, an incredible movie. Yeah. Yeah, like, I love that too. I watch it probably once or twice a year still because I just love it so much. And like anytime we're in LA, I'm always like, oh, like that's where they uh, like yeah. that's where they filmed um, Rebel Without a Cause, right? Mm-hmm. With uh, James Dean, where they're like 
there's the race scene. They filmed Grease there. They also, but like the they call it the San Diego River where they do like all the car yep. car racing. But it's just like driving a semi down there and just like, uh, it's so it's so good. It was so it's cool. So good. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, I love that the movie too. Um, I mean, and it's like. One of the few times where the second one is so much better than the first. Yes, I definitely agree. I I, I, lo- I think the first one's a great movie too, but like it, it is the second one just incredible. And it was the one that really grabbed me. And I was like, whoa, who is this? Who is this guy? And then of course you know aliens and stuff as well. And like he just was like smashing yeah. out of the park. Like you know every movie yeah. he made for a while. James Cameron. This is by the way, in case anybody's wondering, <laughs> you know who James Cameron is. He made I, aliens. He made Aliens. Yeah. Okay, so Aliens, not Alien, is on my list also. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's a good movie. It really is. And like, I watched it again recently, and it, it, it also holds up, but it's a very different movie than Aliens. Alien. Wait, which one did you say you haven't seen? I said, uh, I've seen them all. You've seen them all. Like, Mike is obsessed. We, ha- we, have, we still have one of his, like, you remember Door, door hang- Hangers? Yes. I like, you would be like, you, you can come in or you can't come in. So mm-hmm. he still has his from what what middle middle school or whatever. That's like an aliens. It, like it's got like the alien the Geiger. Uh, oh uh, yeah, alien and it's like don't come in like alien at home or whatever. And it's, it. we still have it and it's like still on the wall. And he's like I will never get rid of it. Like aliens because I was like what movie shaped you? And he was like aliens. And I was like not alien. He's like aliens. And I was like. Well, the one with Newt or without him? He's like, the one with. And he was like, it's more of like an action movie. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. So good. I know. So good. I know. But yeah. Um, so I think, I mean, do you you have any others you want to talk about? Or is there anything else um, that springs to mind before we start wrapping I mean, things up? You know, like the obvious thing, ones like Star Wars. Yeah. And, um, but I think, I think... The ones that you talked about that really hit me, like Train Spotting Man. Yeah. I need to watch like where I'm like, oh, I need to watch that again. Yeah. Like the baby crawling on the ceiling. Ugh. There's, I know it's, I like, and I thought that did you see? But I, I, I still have the soundtrack. Like it's yeah, it's incredible. Me. Like that uh-huh. Underworld like Born Born yep, Slippy yep, was born just slippy. enormous. Yeah. Uh, back in the UK at that around that time it was everywhere. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Around the same time as like Orbital. Yep. Uh, so good. So good. So so, so good. good. Yeah, I think I think those are like the things that I could think of that really like sort made of... an impact, and that like as an adult, like I'll still think of or like yeah. want to watch yeah. or be like, my children should never see this. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> it fucked me up. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, cautionary tale. Right. 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 Yeah. But yeah, it's good. Think... So yeah, listeners, if you have other ones that you want to um, add, I would be curious to know what 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 movies uh, made an impact on you, and also yeah, like what I, it's interesting that your country actually like barred. Yeah, I remember. Um, was it Two Live Crew CD? Uh huh. That that ha- it was like. Advisory. That was when they created uh, explicit lyrics yeah. label, oh, like, uh, uh-huh. and like that was a huge thing. Like you weren't allowed to get the Two Live Crew um, CD. So, anyways, I'm blabbing. It's good. Um. So yeah. So you talk about 
joy. Okay. Yeah, we're getting to that stage of the, of the podcast it's where we uh, ask our favorite question. What's been bringing you joy this week, Beth? Okay, so I'm gonna be. <laughs> I'm gonna show you up no matter what, oh, no. what what you got. So I I told you like I've got this gratitude jar that I fill mm-hmm. and I'm like pulling the things out now so I can refill it. And uh, as I'm pulling out, like if I pull something out and it's like I'm grateful for this person, mm-hmm. I've been sending them like a, a message just being like I think you're pretty great. That's a nice idea. That's all. Yeah. Um, so I pulled you and our Portugal friends from yoga mm-hmm. this morning, and it was like I'm I'm grateful for um, my friends that took this trip with me, um, and then I pulled you specifically, mm-hmm. like just like from that trip and like how much fun we had. So I just want to say that I'm you bring me joy. Thank you. You're welcome. That's lovely. Stop crying. I'm trying. I, and, like, and, I, and I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. But Beth, what's happening now is that I'm scrambling. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> what? How do I top this? Like, what, what do I, uh, how do I do my joy? It's true, though. Uh, it's true. I know. It's and true. I know. And you know the feeling's mutual. Um, and like, and I feel like if I was to say that, that my joy is you, that's, you know, a cop out. So I'll just go with the dumb thing that I was going to say. What are you watching? Exactly. Which is... Um, so like I uh, the um, I have always been a big fan of uh, like you know the band of brothers and uh, the Pacific and things like that. Like I'm not always super into war dramas and stuff like that. So like band no. of brothers was like a Spielberg produced show around the same time as Saving Private Ryan came out. So what about twenty okay. years ago? Okay. And it was about the kind of an American group of soldiers and their war in. Uh, then uh, their part in World War Two essentially kind of followed this one sort of group. There was then the Pacific was about a group of Marines, like different groups of Marines. It was kind of a, a bit more disparate, and their kind of lives in the Pacific. Uh, you know the fight against the Japanese. Um, and there's a third show has come out has just started last week called Masters of the Air. It's about the Air Force, and it's about. Uh, this sort of is that the one with Elvis? Yes, that Austin Elvis? Butler. Okay, in it. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's still is this on Apple TV. It is on Apple TV. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm he, a, I'm a, it's on my list. It was it's immediately so great. I really kind of love okay. those things because I I think what's good about them is that they don't really glorify they don't glorify war at all. They kind of like show up warts and all and how brutal it is and like the Pacific in particular was very much about you know the psychological impact of it and you know how it affects certain people you know but it was. It's great stuff. I'm really happy to have more of that content because I just, it's something like Band of Brothers in particular, I kind of go back to a lot. I just find the kind of brotherhood in those sort of situations kind of quite nice thing to spend a time in. Like perversely, even though it is kind of quite damning about all of these things, like, you know, mm-hmm. more in general, it, like I find it to be the quite... connection. Yeah, that connection to be quite like a nice experience to watch around Christmas for, you know. So it's it's the perfect time for it. Just come into the new year. So yeah, mm-hmm. Masters of the Air. It was... Okay, I'm going to watch sweet. it. It's, yeah, I saw it. I saw it. It was like I wanted to watch it. And it was like, it's coming out in two days. Yeah. And then I get annoyed. So I'm like, just release the damn thing. It's also, Like I did with our episode today. Exactly. Like, oh, oops. <laughs> oops. Yeah, I guess you get it early. Uh, the... Um, like they, they, you may want to wait a bit longer because they're going to release an episode a week. So, okay, yeah, I hate that too. Just release it all at once so I can binge and like <sighs> for not streaming. Shower. I mean, like exactly for streaming services, <laughs> I do get it, but like I 
I want it all now. I want it all now. Yeah, I, I don't, that's, you know. It's fine. That's the culture now, right? It's not, it's Do you remember waiting for Netflix videos to, like, show up in the mail? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, the good old days, the good old days. I know, right, right. But, yeah, but, yes. So, um, I think that's us ready to wrap up for today, yes, folks. Um, so, as always, we would like to remind you to... Stay How could you go higher than me? Yes. I hate you. This is what, inc- uh, what incredible range I have, everybody. Hi, right. We love bye, you. Bye. 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 bye, bye. Thank you for listening to Bendy, a Beth and Andy podcast. We love having you here with us each week, so keep those ideas and feedback coming. If you haven't already, please follow and subscribe to Bendy on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and YouTube. We also have some awesome merchandise you can purchase on our website, so snatch up your very own Halloween turnip t-shirt at bendypodcast.com. You can listen to all of our episodes, access our YouTube videos, and subscribe to our Patreon page at bendypodcast.com. Next week, we talk about weddings, how they are different in each of our countries, and the fun and annoying things about weddings, and if they're worth it at all. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us to stay up to date, and thanks for being here with us. You always have a friend with Bendy.